Hello, and welcome back to Catching Up David. Tonight is episode 36, The Princess Diaries. Hello, Hallie. Hello, David. Hello, Kristen. Hello, David. And hello, listeners. The Princess Diaries is a 2001 coming-of-age teen comedy film. It's based on Meg Cabot's young adult novel of the same name, and it stars Anne Hathaway, Julie Andrews, Hector Elizondo, Heather Matarazzo, Mandy Moore, Marilyn Goodall, and Robert Schwartzman. So Anne Hathaway is one of those few people that I can usually identify by sight. Though I did tell Hallie that in the makeover scene where they have before pictures of her and then kind of like pull them away to show her made up, her made over self, that they look like two completely different people to me. And if <laughs> didn't know that that was still Anne Hathaway, I never would have been able to identify them as the same person. David, so Paolo no. did a good job. I was going to say, Paolo would be very would pleased to it. hear this. He would yeah. be. Yeah. Just the hair and the not wearing the glasses and the makeup. Yeah, it was two full things. It was, yeah, it was, there was so. They also definitely, they also definitely had her hair like actively blown out and the makeup overdone. <laughs> As opposed yeah, to. Yeah, just, just for that reveal. Just. Yeah. It was a yeah. lot. She had some lovely eyeshadow on. It was a lot. So, also, I know Julie Andrews, and I've heard of Mandy Moore, but I don't actually think I know who she is. Is she a singer? Is that her thing? <laughs> yeah, she's a singer. Yeah. She also does a bit of acting. She was mm-hmm. the, the Lana person, right? Who did the... Yeah. Yeah. She's she Lana. She was the mean girl. Yeah. Yeah. Also, fun fact, and I'm sure I'll forget this if we ever do watch the movie, but... Hector Elizondo is the voice of Commissioner Gordon in the Lego Batman movie. Really? That's Found a fact fun. I didn't know. That's fun. Yeah. That is fun. And uh, fun fact number two, this was Julie Andrews' first film since coming out of semi-retirement and her first Disney film since Mary Poppins in 1964. Wow. Julie. So, Glad she made a reappearance. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good casting call. Definitely, and uh, and this was Anne Hathaway's film debut, her yes, very first movie. It was it really? Which is crazy. I didn't to know me that because I was thinking of this earlier. How Anne Hathaway to me is sort of like Kira Knightley, and that neither of them are old, but they first sort of came on the scene when I was very young. And even though they were also young, there's enough of an age difference that they seem so much older. So to me, I'm just like Anne Hathaway has been around. For forever, and it, it yeah, hasn't. And also, like, it's, it's been a good chunk of time. This movie came out twenty years ago, but still. Yeah. yeah, I think she was seventeen. I think I read. Yes. When this movie came out, so. So she's thirty-seven, which is great because that means she's slightly older than me. <laughs> um, and I always, I always enjoy that when. Famous people are older than me. It's not it's happening nice as often anymore. <laughs> feeling. Yeah. So, The Princess Diaries. It was initially expected to do poorly at the box office, as there was a stigma around G-rated films at the time, for some reason. Hmm. I mean, I think that stigma remains. Yeah. Apparently, this was also 
the first live-action G-rated film since 1996's 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> they were only PG or higher. That's because live-action movies are serious all the time. Yeah. So if they don't have serious concepts and swear words, then what's the point? What is the point? Who benefits? <laughs> Who benefits? Who benefits indeed? The answer with The Princess Diaries is all of us. That's true. According to the article I read, the movie was expected to make between 13 and $15 million. But instead, it blew predictions out of the water, grossing $165 million worldwide, becoming one of the highest grossing films of 2001. Good for Princess Diaries. Yeah, good for Princess Diaries. Good for the G-rated live-action film. Yeah. The critics, however, were mixed. And it currently has a 48% positive score on Metacritic. However, no one cares, and the movie is great anyway. <laughs> like, yeah, does anybody care about Metacritic? Yeah. So, in case it's been a while since you've seen it, The Princess Diaries is the story of Mia Thermopolis, an awkward 15-year-old who lives with her single mother in renovated firehouse in San Francisco. Mia is terrified of public speaking, has a crush, has a crush on jerk-faced jock Josh Bryant, and unbeknownst to her, is the Princess of Genovia, a small but proud nation between France and Spain, with strange rules regarding its succession. When Mia's grandmother, the Queen of Genovia, comes to meet her for the first time and informs Mia of her role, Mia's life is turned upside down, and she must juggle all the normal teenage drama with suddenly being thrust upon the world stage. A blabbermouth hairdresser, a dress that looks like an asparagus, and some dangerous pantyhose, the Princess Diaries. It's a so, swimsuit we... that looks like an asparagus, David, not a dress. It was a what? It's a swimsuit. It's like a whole swimsuit outfit. Oh, it is a swimsuit. With yeah, like, yeah, the side. A beach. It's a beach the outfit. side skirt, yeah. yeah You're right. That one. I did goof. That's okay. I'll allow we'll, it. Uh, we'll, we'll just cut all of that. We'll cut the intro this time. <laughs> the whole Nothing thing. Nothing can be salvaged from that. Just in it case it's all... been a while since you've seen it. And then nothing. <laughs> yes. Let's talk about the personality quiz. Because I thought this one was pretty good this week. I liked it. Yeah, this was like, a, like one of the better ones that we've had, for sure. Yeah, just a, a pretty solid BuzzFeed offering. You get to pick from a couple pictures. You get your favorite song from the movie. And even what flavor of ice cream you'd like to cone someone with. I don't so, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All in all, a pretty enjoyable quiz. Uh, for favorite song, I went with BB Max Miss You More, which is the one that starts with the line, like, too many feelings, which I thought was <laughs> when it comes up in the movie and she's experiencing too many feelings. That was uh, a solid that pick. my favorite. So I got Michael Moskowitz. Michael Moskowitz. I can say, okay. I didn't realize I had a last name, but yeah. uh, let me give you the description. You have a tendency to be shy with people, but you express yourself through art, whether it's music, fashion, photography, or something else. Clearly, I go with fashion. You're, sweet, you're a sweet soul, and it takes a lot for you to put yourself out there. So when you're wronged, you're not quick to forgive. You're content to march to the beat of your own drum and are drawn to others who are the same. Which I thought was like, that's like pretty spot on. I think that's a pretty, yeah, that's, that's a pretty accurate pretty assessment. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how uh, 
how Michael Moskovitz I feel. I guess I do have, like, my hair isn't quite the same as Michael Moskovitz's hair, but, like, it could be better. I, I haven't had a haircut in a very long time. <laughs> as, uh, and I don't think Michael has either. I, I noted that he looked a bit like a teenage werewolf. You just, and uh, you I stand by that. No, I do not. It's My mom has been rewatching Teen Wolf, and no, he has much better hair than season one Scott. This means nothing to you, but I had to make it known. Okay, well, it means nothing to either of us. I think I think it, he looks like someone who could at any moment turn into a wolf man. And you know what? That's okay it. for you to think that you're wrong, but I'll accept it. Fair enough. Kristen, who did you get? I got Queen Clarice. It says you are poised, oh proper, God. and exude elegance. You make your responsibilities <laughs> You make your responsibilities a priority, causing others to assume that you're not fun. Luckily, you've surrounded yourself with people who remind you to let loose and have a good time every once in a while. So, yeah, I am poised, proper, and exude elegance. That's the first they... sentence made me think of the time you knocked over that full bowl of guacamole at my house. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of that the like other day with, like, absolutely not... no uh, no context. I think I'd been at your house for approximately <laughs> ten minutes, and that was maybe the second time I was going to get a scoop. Like, it was a lot of guacamole that was knocked over. It was... Yeah, like, like, it was a full bowl, and there was, like, almost nothing else around it either. There were no obstacles you had to navigate. You just completely whiffed on dipping a chip in guacamole. But that was years ago, and, <laughs> and quarantine. I can't, I can't see Queen Clarice doing that, so I disagree with your personality quiz result. No. Right up there with Beth is a no. Um, I am Beth. No, but this, per- I will no. say, I will say... That many people have told me that I have, and I've said this, I think, to both of you guys beforehand. People tell me I have a clumsy personality, and although the guacamole incident seems to paint that as true, it mostly is not. I feel like I don't really knock things over, or bump into things, or trip. And why? That's because I'm poised, proper, and exude elegance, just like Queen Clarice. So although I have specific evidence, you have more vague evidence. You have that you are not one <laughs> example from several years ago. But I feel like you've knocked things over in my office. It's just hard to tell when it's on purpose versus not on purpose. <laughs> I bet it just was not on purpose. <laughs> in my office. No, it was like, on purpose. Like, just knocking something over. Like an agitated a cat. There's a confounding factor of when you come in specifically to put my things on the floor. Yeah. And then leave. So it's so that that can be difficult to sort through. Yeah. But I feel like But you don't if have there to there were records. You don't have to debate I it anymore because now here's confirmation that I am poised, proper, and exude elegance. Because here's BuzzFeed. Yeah. Coming into the rescue. <laughs> yeah. For you. Yeah. I disagree. I think I'm a yeah. lot like Queen Clarice. Uh, 
it would be a great it's the future everyone wants everyone would like to grow up to be julie andrews i already am no yeah yeah i am into that role who did you you get that person without all the experience i got joe 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 you are a dedicated and loyal friend no. People know that they can always rely on you for a shoulder no. to cry on or a friendly ear. Plus, no. you give some excellent advice. No. You might not always put your feelings front and center, but Correct. deep down, you're a pretty sensitive soul. No. I, I, I'm happy with this. I feel seen. I mean, it's I a good character seen. to get, but you are not I like Joe. Joe. I'm pretty solidly Joe. No. I am all of these things. But it said you might not always put your feelings front and center. I thought of all the times that I have just, like, done exactly, like, how do I put this? I thought of all the times people have been like, hey, is anything bothering you? Because you can talk to me about something. And I've been like, no, I'm fine. Perfectly fine. Allie, <laughs> Later, that's I'm like, just I really need a millennial. <laughs> That's the truth. We all just repress our feelings. I don't want to bother anybody by existing and having needs. (laughs) Or the time I like, I like brush people off and then they're like, are you mad at me? And I'm like, what? No, I'm just, I'm just a dick. (laughs) Like, it's fine. I am both of these things. Ergo, I am Joe. Joe would never. I think. I think the quiz really for me, at least. Quiz got a pretty at right the very, for you. Congrats. At, yeah, at congrats. the very least, it it got it got me. I don't know about either of you, but it got me spot on. This really? is not as I, accurate as like, when I got Beth, but it is a runner up. F- no, it's no. Unlike Kristen, I think Joe was a spot on result for me. It is not. You know what else makes me like Clarice? You're supposed no. to say what? No, you're supposed to say what? What, I... Kristen? Thank you, David. Clarice drinks pear tea, and I went out to the store specifically to get pear tea to drink while watching the movie, and right now, as we record this episode, and I do think I should get a point for that. Anyone can drink pear tea. Um, it's not a very common tea flavor, Hallie. Okay, that doesn't change the fact that anybody can. I sought it out to make my movie-watching experience special, as well as our podcast episode recording experience special. Well, Clarice doesn't need to do that. She just has pear tea on hand. I don't live in Genovia. I live here. Another reason you are not Clarice. It's one <laughs> tiny difference. But no, I'm very pleased with my pear tea, and I think I should get a point. Pear tea does sound nice. Where did you where did you get yours? From Target. It's pear it's prickly pear cactus. And I actually did look around like, oh no. What what if I don't like the cactus part of this tea? <laughs> like, and I looked I was to say, see the if, ca- <laughs> And I looked to see if there was, like, any other pear tea from any other tea selection that was around me. And I saw no pear tea. 
because it's not a common flavor, and I sought this out for this, and I thought, I'll risk it, I'll risk it for a biscuit, and it's pretty good. It's like pear hibiscus or something. I don't think it tastes like pear, pear, but it's not bad. Way better than that freaking apple sarsaparilla, God. I still think about that sometimes, the apple sarsaparilla. It was horrible. Yeah, it, like, was fine on drinking, but then I realized that I didn't drink past the third sip, and then I didn't feel well an hour later. The third sip is how it gets you. Instant nausea. Yeah. Shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. David, yeah, do you think I should... isn't really fair. Oh, wait, go ahead. It's just kind of, like, vaguely sweet fruit thing. That's true. From a cactus. But, yeah. I am, I have Asian pear... Asian pear harmony tea in my uh in my kitchen right now. You should be drinking it while we record this episode. Yeah, why aren't you drinking it? I should I should be. I I dropped the ball on that one. And dropped uh, my whole glass on... of water on myself. <laughs> Not a good night. <laughs> which for you. I did just before we started recording. <laughs> so now I'm kinda wet. But yeah. Okay, but I get a point. Yeah, no. maybe. I do like, to get back Why? to the, the diaries, I do like that Genovia's thing is just pears. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, it's... eat them and drink them and juggle them, and that's <laughs> the one thing that they're known for, and that's, that's it, is just pears. It's pears. Yeah. I guess if you're going to be known for something, pears is, is pretty good. Pears is pretty good. Genovia seems like it, like sticks to itself and just produces its pears and remains small and cute. And that's all we ask, really. Yeah. You sound like the patriarchy. Eh, I was thinking more like, (laughs) to my knowledge, Genovia has not committed any atrocities lately. Did you read the books, Hallie? I read, like, the first three books. Really? That's surprising. yeah, did they get into more Genovian politics in the books? I, that's, I can't remember. A little bit, actually. Not a whole okay. lot, because there are ten books. Did... And the first nine of them, I think Mia's still a freshman, maybe gets to be a sophomore at some point. And then suddenly the last one, it's senior year. Okay. Because I remember in the books, her dad's alive. Yes. Uh, but can't have children anymore yes. because of cancer treatment. Yes. And the grandma's meaner. She's so much meaner. I love her. Yeah. (laughs) And when she gets her hair done and everything, she gets like a bob with uh, blonde highlights. And I do not know why that detail has remained with me for this time. But I think that was so different from the movie, which I'd already seen, that I was like, oh, what a lovely haircut. That sounds trendy and fun. I like that that's the thing that seems so different was that they decided not to give her blonde highlights instead of the fact that the book version of the grandma, one, goes by Grand Mere, two, has like a tattooed on eyeliner, three, is constantly drinking (laughs) sidecars, and four, is not nice. Like, she's the one who outs Mia to the press as being a princess. (laughs) I had forgotten that. See, I just, I don't know all those more important details. No, nothing. Just no. the blonde, just the blonde bob. That's the detail. 
That's it. She was, so, and then, then I'll like she would look even it less, for kicks. She would look even less like Anne Hathaway if she had blonde highlights. So I'm glad that they left that out. <laughs> that would be too much for David. It would be too much. There, there were times like like in the rock climbing gym scene where yeah. she's got her, her kind of pulled back and you can see her face better. And I think she was like not wearing her glasses in that scene. Correct. But anyways, I was oh, look, it's Anne Hathaway. I know who that is. Um, yeah, I think if they if they gave her blonde hair at all, I think that would have totally it would just they would just. It would have been too much. It's too far. Well, Hathaway has such lovely brunette hair. That would be a travesty if they did that. Anyway. 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 Uh, I never asked out of ten. Yeah. I think, I, I don't know. I really like this one. It's, like, it's fun and it's sweet and, like, I don't know. I think I'd give it an eight like or, like, an eight and a half maybe. Okay, that's that's yeah. Yeah. Yay! I liked it a lot. Like there, Happy with that. Uh, like, it it does do that. Like, naturally attractive person is transformed into someone stunning by changing their hair and losing their glasses. Yeah. Which I'm always as, a little bit anti. I'm anti that. But as we've seen, it was enough to make you confused. So it was clearly a substantial change. (laughs) It doesn't have to be that substantial to confuse me, honestly. It does does bother me a little bit that they did the curly hair to straight hair thing. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's a big thing at the time. Like the early 2000s where they're like, if you have curly hair and glasses, you may as well be a troll. Ditch the glasses and straighten your hair and you'll be much prettier and just shitty yeah yeah and just that's not great yeah and just like as a young woman you have to be beautiful in this conventional way or nobody will like you and everyone in high school will make fun of you or whatever i don't know yeah but i was charmed by the rest of it enough that that didn't spoil it for me like julie andrews is the best Anne hathaway is really funny i really like joe like, I don't know. Everything, everything about it just was working, working real well for me. That the couple things that I, that will often like stick out for me and be like, oh, I don't know about that. I was just like, whatever. I'm having fun. This is a okay. Good well, time. then, then start with the bad, and then we can go back to the good. What was another thing that bothered you? I also love Princess Diaries, so I'm not trying to be like, yeah, let's talk trash about it. I just am curious. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of, like, forcible kissing. But I was pretty... Like, one of them was, like, Josh, who is the worst anyways, and we're Ugh. supposed to hate him. But, like, there was also, like, Michael at the end. She's just, like, talking, and he just, like, goes for it. And I don't know. I don't know. It's one of those. It's one of those yeah. things where if you know that both parties are into each other, and she doesn't mind this version of an interruption, it's fine. But if if it had not been that, yeah, it's a very it, different it, story. It kind but of yeah, like, Josh sucks. But again, yeah, that was also Josh sucks. Not, but <laughs> even even Michael's is sort of like. 
shut up, girl. You're talking, and I'm kissing you now. I Which, guess. I don't know. Maybe. Like, I was about does, to be like, yeah. it was it was, it was, was the time, which again, is not an excuse for anything. But I think a lot of movies at that point were like, that is the epitome of romance, is that someone is rambling, and the other person interrupts them with a kiss, and that's how you know it's true romance, and meant to be, and they have an interesting couple dynamic. Yeah. It sucks because I, I those like are, that those are all of like person clubs. can't take it anymore and just wants to kiss other person, but it does seem like it's always the woman who's the one interrupted. It's it's right. true, it's but shame. like all I can think of is the scene in Parks and Rec when Ben kisses Leslie finally. God and like that is yes. that is the best interrupting someone and just going for it. And it is that one you can't be mad at. It's no, but they've also had several episodes where like it's a whole build up and on everything. And off. It's a whole build up. Like Ben has more time with her than I think Michael has with Nia. So like they did it right. They built it up. But it's also because Ben and Leslie are like the, one best. Of the best fictional couples of all time. But no, I guess I can they see that. Are. Yeah. I have I have a thing. You have a thing. I have a thing. I have a comment, thing. which is that I think I think in like every teen comedy film I watch as an adult, the mean kids get infinitely dopier. <laughs> like I, like like uh, the two Lana and I already can't remember Chad. No, Josh. What's his name? Which Josh, is not at all Chad? like Chad. Chad. Well, it's it's four letters. Whatever, Josh and Lana. <laughs> like I was just like the like these people. They're not even cool. They suck so much. Like, like, uh, what was it? Um, their friend with the red hair. He was wearing that sweater that had a lot Jeremiah. of colors on it. Jeremiah and Lana was like, I was just wondering where you got that store or where what store you got that sweater at, and if the knitting machine exploded while it was making it. And I was like, good one, Lana. You really cut him to the core there. When they were... But also, I had complimented that sweater, like, right before she said that. Like, unironically, that was a wonderful yeah. sweater that I said out loud. That is a lovely sweater. I love it. Um, and then Lana, like, tore it apart with that biting comment. And they were all just kind of like that. What I and th- then, like, she lies to the press about how she's, like, Mia's friend. And that never really gets acknowledged or resolved. I don't know. She felt like a gnat. Like, it is possibly because I am an adult who is no longer in a high school environment. But the mean kids were just nothing. Most. They were, they were nothing at all. <laughs> what got yeah. to me was the fact that at the end, when they are doing that whole, like, Jeremy, or Jeremiah, did the machine just blow up? They have, like, four insults back to back to back that require, like interaction I think from Lana's friends as well and so you see them whispering beforehand and then I think do they literally just sit there and plan these insults because that's way less cool than coming up with it on the spot like they went straight (laughs) from like like, Maya and Mia to the sweater to Jeremiah's hair and then I think to some other thing between the sweater and Jeremiah's hair but I'm like god you just, you really, you took the time to plan this out and think about how you were going to do it. And that's lame. And then she, <laughs> they just, like. They just workshop she, them. 
yeah. beforehand. <laughs> Back and forth, they have like a little. She's got to be like Fontana. What do you think about days. this? Like that's the vibe I got though. Less like an inherently mean person, and just someone who's super annoying and bored. Like uh, in in class when she when she's like Mia is wearing a hat and that's not okay, and then her hair is like, it looks nice. Like, I know it did the curly or the straight, but it looks nice. And she's like, look who's trying to fit in. And it's like, I, I guess, I guess you got her. Sick burn, Lana. Sick burn. I, did, I don't know. Everything they do bugs me, but in like a really funny way. I did like, though, that some parts seemed true to high school in that like Josh and Lana were just making out and I remember in high school there was this one couple that would constantly stop at this one busy spot and I'm like one you're blocking the hallway and two that's that's a lot of PDA there are a lot of people walking by why do you want to do that and so it's that but then also at the very beginning of the movie how Josh like jumps onto the wall and is like dancing as he walks up but then Principal Gupta is like Jeremiah come on get off the wall that's that's very high school I thought it was funny. Yeah. Is there any place worse to exist than in a teen comedy high school? No. No. (laughs) Everyone's just the worst. You're always going to be made fun of by the popular girls until the popular girls, like, decide they want to befriend you to use you to their advantage. Or unless you cone them. Yeah. Which upset me because, like, that felt... Like, Lana didn't need to be coned to be taken down. Like, she's so easy to take down because she's nothing. Like, that was a waste of ice cream, Mia. That was a waste of ice cream. Do you think coning someone is worth it, or is it just a waste of ice cream? That's why I didn't like that question, because I was like, well, if it's specifically to cone someone, I'm going to get a flavor I don't like, like strawberry. But I know that this wants me to choose a flavor that I do like, so I'll go for chocolate. Hallie, you used to like strawberry. I went with Rocky Road. I've never liked strawberry ice cream. Yes, you did. I also picked Rocky yeah. Road because I wanted uh, an ice cream that could do the most damage. I was thinking of how yeah, she specifically exactly. did it on her white cheerleader outfit. And I was like, yeah, I want something that's going to be messy. It's going to leave a stain. You're going to have a really big dry cleaning bill to get this out. Yeah, it's like chunky and everything, too. There's a lot, yeah. of, a lot of things going on with Rocky Road. Make <laughs> See, it you the and perfect. I. Same train of thought. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but like going back to the the teen comedy high school, like even your even your friends are like they're the the kind of outsider kids, but they're also like not the best. Like they'll no. they'll stick by you after being mad at you for being a jerk. Like both in both in Mean Girls and in Princess Diaries, like at some point your friends have decided you're also the worst. But I don't know. But it's... like, okay, to be fair, in Mean Girls, Katie did actually go through personality change. They were very patient leading up to it. And then it That's came to true. her head when she did like a very mean thing that she deserved to be called out on. Mia didn't really do that. Lily's just mean. Oh my god, Lily Lily's also in the book is very intense. Like, she... Yeah. Lily's a lot. Mia does stand her friends up. She doesn't go on the cable show. She blows off Michael. 
Okay, she didn't really ask Michael, like, but at least she told Michael like, and she asked if they could change plans. Even though she definitely on the walk was like, what? So is this like a date? And then basically it was like, oh, I got a better date. So sorry, this one's canceled, which is not good. But at least well, okay. she said, can we reschedule? Lily, she just forgot about. But like, so for the for the Michael thing, though, he said no to it's a date, didn't he? Yeah, but he had the smile on, and they were both sort of doing that, like, cheesy thing where it's like, okay, they're saying it's not a date, but they both know that there's something going on. but, like, it wasn't a one-on-one date, because she was invited to, like, watch him at band practice, wasn't she? Yeah. It's not, like... Which is a thing that happens every week. Grabbing dinner somewhere. So she was like, yeah, can I just come, because this is a regular occurrence that happens often, can I just come the next time it happens? Like, I feel like him being mad at her for that was sort of unreasonable especially because she was like hey could i rearrange these plans he and she clearly wasn't aware that it was a date no i i think she knew i think i she knew that there was something going on at the very least there was a like flirtation and but a flirtation is not a definite like date or anything and like you said it was just to watch his band practice And even though you could say, like, oh, that's so that they're hanging out, and then afterwards they'll go get ice cream or something, like, that wasn't mentioned in the plan, so he shouldn't have been as mad, but I think she knew, and Michael obviously was looking forward to spending time with her, and he had his little heart broken. I, uh, I think he overreacted. And then also, Lily was mean to Mia before she blew her off. Lily's Lily's a very intense person. Yeah, which is, like, fine, because I like seeing female characters who don't need to be nice. Like, right. great, I'm happy there's a female character who isn't. But, like, as a human person, I'm like, please be nicer to Mia, because she's your <laughs> best friend. And she got a nice haircut, and you're trashing it on the car ride there. And that's not a supportive thing to do. And she did it the entire car ride there. The entire car ride. Yeah, it was like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. She gets, and I got, she gets to be yeah. a bit much. I think there are several times in the books where they are having fights and, like, don't talk to each other. And sometimes it's Mia being a little bit overdramatic, but oftentimes you're like, Lily, stop. Oh, my God. Although I wonder how I'd feel if I read it now as an old person. Yeah, I kind of want to go back to read this, like, YA fiction not as the intended demographic, just to see yeah. if I view any of the characters But I love YA fiction, so this will just be the same to me, but with more dated references. It's also really fun reading the books because they truly are formatted like her diary, and so mm-hmm. she has, you know, things written down, and then at the bottom we'll have, like, her Spanish homework. And it's just a, a fun thing. That's why it's yeah. called the Princess Diaries. It's her diary. Literally. Surprise. Yeah, that makes Didn't sense. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, the movie is really it is very 2001. There's a lot of <laughs> I was really into all of the technology like um the magic trick kid's laptop that he's on. Yeah. It's like a perfect 2001 laptop. And also all the old cell phones and the fact that, like, at some point they couldn't get a hold of someone because it was raining or whatever. It was Joe, was yeah. They... Ruining the, re- the reception or something. I don't think it was 
was ruining the reception. It was just that, like, it was raining and she wasn't answering the home phone. But there's no other way to reach her if she doesn't have... Isn't at home? No, they were trying... They I were trying to call something... Joe because he had left by that point and yeah. he has a cell. Yeah, it was something and... with the cell phone. Oh, and... my be, my yeah. be. Yeah. It was, like, too staticky with the storm. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, like, I don't really know enough about cell towers of that era because yeah but like it could be real it could also be the movie trying to be like nope can't reach him gotta be a surprise i can't i can't remember 20 years ago if i had a cell phone and if i didn't know if you could if the rain would mess with it but as as someone who uses a flip phone to this day let me tell you its reception is just fine, thank you. <laughs> you still haven't gotten okay. a new one? I thought they were no longer servicing your phone. Oh, yeah. It hasn't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I did get an email from AT&T that was like, we aren't going to support your stupid <laughs> phone anymore. <laughs> Please upgrade, for the love of God. Um, but they haven't shut it off yet. They are still supporting my old 3G flip phone. So, so you're not I'm... getting a new phone to to beat it being shut off. You're just going to wait until it's shut off and you're like, huh, I haven't gotten any texts or calls in some time now. What's that about? And then you're going to get a phone? No, it's a thing that I keep meaning to do and then putting off and forgetting about. It probably will last until they actually shut it down. And I'll, I'll be like, huh, I haven't heard from anybody in three days uh, <laughs> maybe maybe it's finally time but maybe um, it's finally time yeah i've been looking into time. i've been looking into 4g flip phones to uh go up the next level Whoa. that will also be supported under these networks um but you're really married to the flip phone i i really like them they're so good i mean flip phones are fun i can't blame you there the satisfaction yeah. of snapping it shut that's a lot. Yeah, yeah that's 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 a good feeling. I that's do. a good vibe. There, did you hear that? That was me snapping my flip phone shut. I did not hear it. Do no. it again. Okay, I heard it that oh, there time. There was. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> it is really good, and then you can like flip it open with one hand and close it. I don't know. It's just great. It's a it's a fine piece of technology. Anyway, <laughs> the anyway. soundtrack also very two thousand and one. Just uh, all the all the boy bands and everything that are part of the uh, a part of the the music. The era. They had an Aaron Carter song on the soundtrack, which I totally forgot about. Little Me was like yeah. obsessed with Aaron Carter. I loved Aaron Carter. It was a big deal. He sang the intro to Liberty's Kids, the TV show. It's also a great theme song like objectively i feel but like you stick aaron carter <laughs> i think i have aaron carter was also on the jimmy neutron soundtrack like if you want to elevate a movie to the next level you put aaron carter on the soundtrack it works i forgot about that yeah that's true that was like a big deal for some reason like aaron carter's on the jimmy neutron soundtrack i remember people being excited about that. i was that person i saw aaron mm. carter in concert it was a really exciting time. How old were you? I was pretty little. 
Um, I don't know. I can't imagine I was older than eight. Maybe like seven or eight. Maybe nine. I don't know. I don't have a concept of how old I was. In th- I feel like it was second grade. Second grade is seven years old. So yeah, probably seven or eight. It was a great show for what I remember. I remember having fun. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. Is that like your first concert? No, my first concert. I was like four years old. We went to go see Shania Twain. Okay. That's yeah. A, that's a good first concert. Yeah. I'm pretty pleased with it because sometimes you hear about a person's first concert and it's fine. But I'm like, no, I got to see Shania Twain. And oddly, because I was four, I don't remember much of it. But I do remember waiting a long time between outfit changes. But then she came out with like the cool leopard print outfit from, oh, one of her songs. I don't remember. And then I was like, oh, yeah, fashion. And those are my thoughts on the Shania Twain concert. Yeah. What was your what first was your first concert, David? I want to hear Hallie's. I have never been to a concert. Really? She has never been. Really? Well, like, like, um, like, at Swedish Days, like the our the Geneva like week long summer festival, they have some bands perform on the street. They close down, and I've been to like those, but never to like a concert concert that you pay money for and go to a fun location for. I, I, that is baffling. We've been over this, but that is baffling to me because there was mm. one year that I had like eight concerts to go to. Yeah, and I was exhausted just thinking about it. Like, Is it just a thing that you're not I that into? I, I mean, like, like most humans, I enjoy music. Well, I but mean, I like... I am so weird and inconsistent with my musical tastes that there's not like if I like a certain band I usually like three to five songs by that band I very rarely like a full album or a full set so to see one band in concert I'd probably be going for like two songs as opposed to because I enjoy their whole shtick what you should do so it's never seemed like it's never seemed like a like a like a thing I want to do that makes sense, especially because concert tickets are pricey, even when you get worse seats, because you still want to be able to see things, but Yeah, you want to see, money. and like, I don't, I don't know, maybe my perception is wrong, but I don't want to stand for a long time. Do people stand during concerts all the time? No, for we like just sit seats? down. Okay, that's, that's That nice. was a joke. That's, that's been debunked. <laughs> that I'm confused. That was a joke. What you were, uh, which, which, which one? Sitting down. No one. You don't sit down for oh. a concert unless you're like a five year old yeah, who's oh, tired, okay, so or if I you're like right. the mom who brought was, your eight year old. Uh, fucking right. Yeah, that's not for me. I'm both those people. <laughs> I want to sit, and then like I don't know, at like at like school dances, when they play the music really loud because it's fun. I don't know. I don't. I. I don't like it because I can feel it in my bones and I I'm not a fun person, I guess, so I hate no, it. No, but that's the fun it hurts my part. Ears. Because the music is super loud. And I feel like it upsets my heartbeat and then I get anxiety and I'm like, ah, and I don't want it. But you can feel the pounding of the music in your heart and then you hear everyone like screaming I know. and everyone's no, I jumping. Don't get it. What if 
my heart spontaneously changes its beating pattern to match the music, and then it gets confused when that beating pattern stops, and then I spontaneously die. That could happen. That's why I don't go to concerts. That no, reason. what you should do, if you only like a little, like a few songs, problem is that you're picky about music. Not picky, but I don't know. That There's a word that I can't think of. But um, what you gotta do is something like going to the, the Pepsi bash things that they have, where they have like seven or eight different artists come, and they all just sing like one to four songs and usually it's the most popular ones that are on the radio and so if you like those then you could go and you get your like three songs per artist that you like without having to sit through like two hours worth of their music when you only are interested in some maybe pepsi bash i've never could also go to something like a music festival that has multiple stages um, I used to go to Pitchfork every, not every year, but several years when um, I was living in the area and concerts were still a thing. But they, they had like three stages, so there'd be three bands playing at the same time at places like far enough away that you couldn't hear, each, hear them from one end of the, the concert grounds to the mm-hmm. other. And the rest of it is just kind of grass and there's like, vendors selling food and art and and you could just like sit down in the grass if you don't feel like stand yeah so like okay yeah like a music festival is fun and they they last like all day like the headliners are usually kind of late into the evening but you can show up whenever you want so if you don't want to be there all day and you just want to see a couple bands in the evening then you can just show up for those it's a it's a really good way to see some bands and if if a band is playing and you just want to hear a little bit of them and you're like oh this is fine but i'm interested in something else you go and you wander over to one of the other stages and see what they're playing yeah that sounds like it would keep my interest for longer than watching one person perform not if that person three hours i don't know how long i don't know how long the average concert is like two two and a half hours but that's not including opening there there was one group I considered going to, a friend and I really liked a lot of their music, so we like looked them up, but they only toured in Europe because <laughs> they're like a Celtic <laughs> band, and I was really sad about it. Yeah. I think it depends on, like, concert length sort of depends on who you're seeing. Like, I see a lot of smaller bands. I, I don't think I've ever been to a big, like a, like a big, big show. All I do is go yeah, to like, big, like big shows. Yeah, like the concerts that Kristen goes yeah, to. That's, I, that's I haven't Kristen's. had that experience yeah. where people are like changing costumes and there's dancers and all that kind of thing um i just see like little bands in in like a like a bar or like a small club something like that um that sounds fun i really like live music at places like hole in the wall type stuff i wish we had a jazz club i would no. go to a jazz club like, all the time that sounds I like unironically like, that sounds <laughs> bad no i've jazz club in um no in dc and i saw some really great they were having like a i think it was all icelandic or all nordic maybe it wasn't specifically iceland but they were having all these like nordic like three to five piece bands that were coming through 
that out at the bar and like amazing have a drink and watch you know someone playing some cool jazz piano for a while and that was a good okay, time yes that that is my jam that sounds yeah. like something i'd be into I mean, I guess it's, it, I'm not against it. And it is annoying because I have gone to many a concert at Soldier Field and it's hard because you're far away no matter where you are at that point. But it's just, it's like the whole experience of everyone being there and singing along to the words and people usually have costumes. So like Taylor Swift things, they'll dress up as either their interpretations of lyrics from her shows or uh, outfits from her music videos. And I don't know. It's a, it's a fun time. She has these light-up wristbands, so they change color during the songs. And you can see it throughout the whole stadium. I don't know. Big fan. Big fan of concerts. You should go to one, even if it isn't a big fun one. Well, we'll see. I was going to say, not that we're having concerts anytime soon. (laughs) Like, not that that's a realistic expectation right now. Technically, the Harry Styles concert was rescheduled for this September, and I'm like, there's no freaking way that things are going to be good enough in September that you can actually have 30,000 people together in one space. Like, you just, you gotta call it. It's not happening. We're all supposed to be vaccinated by May, right? Yeah, but I still, I don't know. It's it seems. I mean, it feels like thirty thousand's a lot. If it was like one thousand, maybe it would be different. Or if it was an outdoor thing, but for like thirty thousand people in one venue where you're standing all crammed together, I think it's a no. Like things should stay closed for a little bit longer after the vaccinations. Yeah. But I mean, that's still like that's still like a season after May. You know, it's not like July. No, I mean, I think if it was for like spring of next year, like if it was March this time next year, I think that it could happen. But I think it'll just be to the point where like, yes, most people on May 1st will have the opportunity to be vaccinated, but that doesn't necessarily mean that everyone is and you don't want to have an event where there could be a super spreader thing on the off chance of people not having access to the vaccine or various other things. Not not yet. It's a yeah. little too soon. I'm not holding my breath. I guess we'll But I would just have to wait. To I see. would love to see Harold in concert. I saw him open the Grammys last night and he did a wonderful job. Yeah. No response. David, what was your first concert? <laughs> You've seen Harold like seven times. I've seen Harold only thrice as a solo artist, but five times as a One Direction person. So yeah, that's eight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's like I was pretty on the spot. But only three times as a solo artist. Okay, but like he hasn't been a solo artist for as long as he's been in well I don't I don't actually know if the math adds up here but like you could only see him in one direction for a while before he went solo yeah but I don't know I miss so, him you know it's been a minute I'm right yeah anyway David what was your first concert yes. <laughs> you never got my to my first the concert question. was Our Lady Peace which is a 
who? Yeah, exactly. They're a, a Canadian rock band. <laughs> Shout out to all of I, our Canadian listeners. Um, they're very popular in Canada, <laughs> and had a couple a couple hits down in stateside too. But I was really into them in high school. So when I was about sixteen, I went with uh, a few friends to see them at the Metro in Chicago, which is a fantastic little venue. I've been to very good shows there. there. But yeah, Our Lady Peace. They're really good live. I've seen them like twice or something, and they put on a really good show. So, yeah. I appreciate when an artist puts on a good show. Like, that sounds dumb because, of course, you want them to put on a good show. But sometimes, you know, people don't quite have the, the presence, not even necessarily a stage presence, but... You can tell a show is missing something. So it's nice when people just seem to have it click. Yeah. Yeah, they're uh, they're really good. They've been around since like early 90s, mid 90s. So they've they've uh, definitely had a lot of experience uh, being good on stage. But uh yeah, let me let me know in the comments if you heard of Our Lady Peace. <laughs> Let me know if you've heard of Taylor Swift. She's a little-known artist. Yeah, little, little indie. Real indie. Indie singer. Yeah. So that was... Back to Princess yeah, Diaries. Was a little bit of a tangent. <laughs> um, that, was, that was quite tangential. You should cut at least half of that. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> no... <laughs> People are going to be like, I want to hear more about Mia Thermopolis, not 15 minutes right. of how Hallie hasn't been to a concert. That's the only part I'll leave in, <laughs> is the part about Hallie never experiencing live music. Do it. Yeah. Great. And you have to keep you talking about your bands. We can find out if other Canadian listeners or any other non-Canadian listeners know who they are. I do want to hear about that. Yeah. Let me, let me know, Canadians. I've listened I listened to a fair number of bands that are from Canada actually that uh I'm not sure why I got into Canadian music why or how but I did we can uh we can chat about it more on Twitter if you're interested Yeah what else about Princess Diaries I like when Mia's car breaks <laughs> down on the way to the ball that her instinct is just to lie down and get rained on I that that was something that I could relate to very strongly <laughs> just i was wondering prior to like, that when she was talking about like no go ahead no i did that was it you're just everything is wrong oh, okay. you're getting rained on and <laughs> don't feel like moving just curl up in a ball and and accept your fate i did oh no what was i gonna say oh no i had a question Yes. That the movie answered for me. But they had just been saying, like, oh, Mia's gonna run. And she's clearly, like, gathering all her things. And I was just sitting there like, Mia, you have, like, two weeks left of school. And then it's summertime. (laughs) No one's going to make you go to Genovia. You can literally just not show up at the big gala. And if anyone tries to knock on your door, just don't let them in. Like, where are you going? What is the plan? And then she said that they were going to go to Colorado to climb some real rocks. And I was like, oh, okay, no, you have a plan. This is fine now. 
I was not on board with her running away when she had no objective. But once she had a destination in mind, I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> you crazy kid, have fun. What, what her and objective? she was like, gonna climb me some yeah. rocks without adult supervision. That's when, yeah. that's when you were like, okay, Mia, you go, girl. Yeah. You go, Glenn Coco. I'm like, that'll be, you know, a nice scenic bus ride. And you will have your cat with you. And if you really get into a pinch, you can be like, I'm the princess of Genovia. And then you'll be fine. What would... I had a question too, which is, what would you do if you were suddenly told that you were a princess? Do you feel like the movie has prepared you at all for this possibility? I was thinking not about if I became a princess, but this is like a week after the big Harry and Meghan interview on Oprah. Yeah, this was a well-timed film viewing. Yeah, and so they were talking about, you know, a lot of difficulties that they had with the royal life and particularly problem problems with the press and whatnot and so it was interesting because I think when you're younger especially and it's based on a fictional series and you're just like oh she's a princess how fun but one week after hearing or watching that interview it kind of has a different a different turn on it when they're like oh mia will do so well at her princess duties i'm like i don't know are you gonna hate them are you gonna want out are you going to regret this moment at 15 years old where you're like yeah i'll be a princess before i have a full concept of what that means i don't know what i would do i would not be a good diplomat I don't know how to be, like, civil to people. You would not be Queen Clarice. I am... Who is a good diplomat. No, I am Clarice. But, yes. Just, I have to want to be Clarice. And I don't want to have to always be Clarice. Because I... If I don't like something, I feel like I will be too quick to just be like, I don't like it. This is dumb. We're not doing it. (laughs) Go away. And they'll be like, ah, that's not how a princess should behave. And then they'll fire me. So even if I say yes, it's not going to happen. I think, so when I was in third grade, about third grade, we had to like write a little essay about what we would do if we had a million dollars. And like third graders are very stupid and don't understand the concept of what a million dollars is or what you can do with that money. So I wrote make myself a princess because I had like no other ideas. I was like, this is a lot of money and I can probably do that with this. And then she like read it aloud and I hated it. Like I did not know these essays were going to be read aloud. Teachers need to tell you that. I feel like they need to tell you that. They need to tell you that before they do that. You know? So I was upset. Um, But like as an adult, my thinking back then, was just this would be fun and glamorous. My feeling as an adult is yes, those things are true. But I am actually interested in like the lessons. Like uh, when they tie her to the chair to like eat because you're supposed to like bring the food to your mouth instead of leaning over the plate as we all end up doing when we're very hungry and slouchy. I was like, yes, I would love like somebody to help me do that better because that would probably be better for my posture and well-being, ETC. I'd love to have someone teach me how to walk. <laughs> like, I know that also sounds silly, but I was like, yeah, like, give me, like, a pointer on how to walk gracefully and have somebody, like, 
adjust me while I'm doing it. And this is going to sound very bad, but I would love to have a Paolo who tell who just like looks at me and is like, here are the things that are wrong with you. I'm going to fix them. Like somebody tell me, I don't know, somebody just do my hair in a way that you professionally think is going to be great. Because my anxious and fickle little brain doesn't want to make that decision for me. I've, so, like, some of that part seems fun. This is going to sound, like, very classic, girly, quote-unquote. But I'd, I think it would be so fun to just have the wardrobe of all the cute royal outfits. And then, yeah, hair and makeup person. Like, I want to learn how to do it myself. Yeah. But I want someone to be like, here, I am a professional makeup artist. I can show you how to make your face look nice. And I can say Great. thank you like, so much. Here's the sh- like, here are the colors you should wear. Here's here's what color your hair should be. Uh, here's the perfect length for you. Obviously, these things don't exist because... Wear whatever the heck you want. Humans. Right, but it would just be fun to have, like, a stylish person. Mostly. Do that for me. Lately I've had this thought in my head where I'm like, I know that it doesn't matter and how I feel about my makeup is the only opinion that should mean anything. But lately I've been like, oh god. What if people think my makeup looks bad and they just are too polite to say something and they're going, ah, she's expressing herself. Let's just let her do what she wants. And again, I know that other people's opinions don't matter and it's how much I like it, but I I fear this. And part of me has been like, I should make a poll on Twitter because it's anonymous so I can't get mad at someone and people can actually say what they want. And I would get maybe three votes, but... <laughs> I don't want to do that. I just want to have a professional hair and makeup person to be like, okay, it's not bad, but you could dial down the winged eyeliner and then I could be like, okay, okay. <laughs> I just needed someone to like confirm or not confirm this with me. So it's, it sounds dumb. You should dial up the winged eyeliner, if anything. I think I should have it go to my hairline, honestly. What's stopping yeah, me? just like... Yeah, or like make actual like bird wings. <laughs> thought about it. Yeah. No, I've also I've also thought about having yeah. a professional person. Like I I'm a little bit too nervous and awkward to ask the the lady that cuts my hair cuz I just I just tell her like, <laughs> you know, do that thing that we've always done. <laughs> and that'll be good. Yeah. Make it but shorter. I, I've I've always been a little bit nervous to ask like, what if what would you do with my hair? What if you just right, did what and- you wanted and would make me look good instead of what I think looks good, which <laughs> probably doesn't? I've had one of my friends has threatened I'm- on multiple occasions to sign me up for Queer Eye <laughs> and to have, have the, the Fab Five just like show up at my apartment one day and take control of my life and and change everything about me that would be so those things are always i've never okay i've never watched queer eye so i don't know how i feel but anytime you watch anything where they talk about how to dress nicely or do all these things it's always such muted clothing that objectively looks nice but i think where where is the person's personality you can't see anything that doesn't look like them. And so you'd have to make sure you could still look like David, unless you don't want to look like David, in which case, give Queer Eye a call. 
I think I think my friend doesn't want me to look like David. <laughs> but do you want to look like David? Oh, I'm. I guess I'm. I'm open for other. I'm open for other looks. I I do have. I wear the same T-shirts and stuff that I've worn for a very long time. Like, I don't know. I I have I have a T-shirt or two that I've had probably since I was in high school, if not middle school, that I still wear on occasion. Like you're getting bang for your buck. They're vintage, yeah. Yeah. I, I take care of my clothes. I like it's true. You know. I and I have bought <laughs> I have bought new clothes since middle school, <laughs> listeners. Just <laughs> Well thank God. <laughs> I'm not wearing the same stuff that I was like when the Princess Diaries came out. But, you know, I do have I do have some uh some vintage t shirts and things like that that uh maybe not not necessarily objectively, but it's possibly time to retire them and uh find a different kind of different kind of wardrobe. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I think See, I and if you had a Paolo or a, a royal wardrobe team, they'd be like, "Here's several outfits for your choosing." Yeah. That we think would look good on you. Really here, yeah. I think what I want is not so much a person to tell me how to look. So I take back everything I said before because I don't want that. Oh I want and also I feel I don't like how I phrased what I said before. It didn't it didn't adequately describe what my thought process is so just cut it all anyway um what I think I want is a person who can give me the opportunity to do different things with my hair or with my clothing or something else but if I don't like it they can easily fix it like I I can I can wear some super nice thing to be a princess at a gala or whatever and I can do that and I can know that it's only for a night. It's not like I have to commit to buying a like thousands of dollars dress and be like, oh, does this like match me and who I am as a person, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, I can just be Gala Kristen for a night and then that's my thing. Or I can try on a couple looks but not have to commit to them and then I can just go back to doing whatever I want. I want to be able to try different things but not commit because apparently I cannot commit to anything, even clothes. <laughs> I think all the time about being able to do that, but with hair. But with hair. There's a way for me to try bangs for a day, but know that if I hate them, I don't have to wait for them to grow out. That would make me very happy. Sometimes I think that about tattoos. And I know that you can get fake tattoos that do actually last about two weeks. But the thing is that two weeks still isn't super long. I wish you could have a fake tattoo for like three months. Because in three months, you'll know, hey, I like this enough and I have enjoyed my 90 days with it. And I want to have it around for longer. Or you can be like, you know, I thought this was cool, but apparently I don't like the placement or I don't like this tattoo or I want to be able to hide it more and it's actually fairly exposed or you want to be able to show it off and that spot keeps it hidden. 
And I think that would be so fun. And science needs to get on that. Science does yeah. need to get on that. Come on, science. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Vaccines. <laughs> Come on. Who needs those? <laughs> Let's focus on the real problems here. What if there were, like, a closed rental service? Is that a thing that exists yet? They do or do that. Can... I think there probably is somewhere. I mean, there are, for, like, obviously for, like, tuxedos and things like that. But, like, for uh, things AOC. that are more... Are they, like, that's not more casual. And she's a politician and, you know, she's in Congress and whatnot, so it's different. But she has mentioned before how she has several staple items in her clothing. But then she will go... I don't think she's ever specified a place, unless she has, and I have not been paying attention because I'm not in the D.C. slash Bronx area. But, yeah, then she goes and she'll rent out, like, a really nice blazer or something else if she has to look extra nice someday. I don't even know. But I think it's a thing that people do. It's just not particularly common. But I think Isn't that's there, nice. like... Tommy's Closet. Isn't there a T... There's a TV show or a movie where, like, the solution to one of the main characters needing money and also spending way too much on clothes is they start, like, a rental service with their clothes. I just mentioned it, Hallie. Tommy's Closet. Did you? Parks and Rec. No, it's different. It was, um... Tommy's Closet, yes. But I feel like there was another one that was... It's not Drake and Josh, but it was a show that was like that. Like, for a younger audience. Oh, is it maybe... I don't know why you said that, but my first thought was Zoe 101. Maybe? Yeah, it was like some... It was one of those shows. Like, a teen comedy show. Hmm. Where somebody did that. And I remember seeing that and thinking, wow, that's a really good idea. And I know that it wasn't Parks and Rec where I first saw it. Because I was young-ish. Young-ish. I would also like to state that... Those are the selfish wants of being, like, a princess or something to be like, I want to have nice clothes. I would also like to do things like help climate change and world hunger and all these other things. This was just the fun, like, you get to be a princess for a day, and but you're not allowed to make big laws. What fun things are you going to do? Very shallow level things. But I I would like to help change things. (laughs) Yeah, if you you inherited a royal position that had that had power that would be and even one that's a figgerhead position like in many countries now because you still you still have power to say to like what charities to promote and stuff like that yeah yeah uh so i think i think like mia makes a point of like she decides to choose it so that she can use her power to promote actionable change which is cool and i like to think that is what i would do and that i would be able to do that but i also have no concept of how any of that works. I fear that I would... Out I, in one of the books... To deal in politics? Um, I don't remember which one, but she goes to visit Genovia for the summer, and she discovers that there's some algae that's, like, taking over... I don't know if it's a particular sea, like a huge body of water, or if it's just, like, a pond on the castle grounds, but there's this algae that's taking over, 
and everyone's like, ah, what are we going to do? It's ruining the biodiversity, etc. And Mia was like, we will get these slugs or snails, one of those, and we will put them in the thing because they eat this kind of algae. And then bada bing, bada boom, problem solved. But then it turns out that the slugs slash snails are like an invasive species. And then they start to take over and ruin the biodiversity of the thing. And I fear that that would be my problem as a person in power where I would be like, aha, I have a solution. This is great. And then approximately two weeks later, I'm like, oh, oh, there is a chance that this is less great than I originally thought. Might be. Well, ideally, there would be some kind of advisory board or fact checking system. <laughs> they wouldn't let me. Would be they like, would just be like, like, actually, let her do what she wants. Put it all on you. Right. Oh, in Genovia, maybe oh, they like, would, because Genovia's political system seems like it could use, it could use a couple of updates. Some updates, couple just updates. a few, dust off the cobwebs on those legal documents. Yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking like... of the snails. Oh wait, go ahead, go ahead. Yours is probably no, more relevant. Ahead. Mine is not I was, relevant. I was going to change. Tell, tell me more about the snails. Oh, yeah, I was just going more. to say, it's not about the snails. But I was going to say that it made me think of another thing that I did like, is that in the books, I feel like I just keep saying in the books. I'm sorry, this is Hamilton all over again. But um, <laughs> in the books, she is a vegetarian, and she wants to work at Greenpeace, and she keeps talking about doing all these things for like the planet and the environment and the animals. And I did like that in her room... You saw on, like, the back of her bookshelf a World Wildlife Fund sticker, and on the back of her door it said something about wetlands, and there's a picture of a bird, like a pelican or something, and there was some other poster that I noticed, and I don't think you ever see her eat meat throughout the movie, but I can't recall at that one dinner scene, Um, and it was just tiny little details that... If you are a fan of the books and you're looking for it, you'll notice it, but they don't necessarily put them in, or but you won't necessarily notice them if you're not a fan. Mm-hmm. But I do like that, and they had her talking, she was supposed to go on Shut Up and Listen to talk about uh, the otter something or other, and so they found these little tiny ways to sneak in bits of book Mia into movie Mia, and I liked it. Yeah, that was, that was good stuff, because I remember she was more into that kind of thing in the book but i got the impression she was still caring about that in the movie i feel like i feel like while we're still on the topic of like what would you do if you were royalty i feel like we should also acknowledge that like the press can be mean oh very i don't much know so. yeah. i would be afraid of the press because like i don't know would they like me or would they hate me for no reason like, I mean, they hate Meghan Markle because of racism, but I don't know. It's a lot. This was a very well-timed movie, but I was thinking, like, well, I guess the press wouldn't be, like, like, some of the press in the movie was really silly. Like, Mia, party girl, kissed a boy at the beach. And I was like, well, surely <laughs> press stories aren't that stupid in real life. And then I remembered all the press coverage of Meghan Markle in the UK and was like, no, they can be even stupider. Yeah. yeah or they even can be like... even worse. Like, what if I ate an avocado? And they were like, that's been linked to deforestation. <laughs> You're like, a horrible I'm human being. I wanted an avocado. Like, yeah. Or even like Sasha God. and Leah. Like, they're not princesses, but like, you know, now that 
Sasha at least is in college. There's been a lot of like, like look at her at a, at a party, doing Ugh. teenage things, that are right? also pretty dumb and gross. Like yeah, God. like yeah. I just I don't the know. stories I mean are dumb and gross. It's probably not party things or whatever. Good. Yeah, it's a lot of daydreaming glamour. I just feel like in case. I specifically was coming across as it's so not glamorous. putting things in perspective with I want to be a princess like I wrote in third grade. <laughs> no, I, I am not so certain. I that. would not want to be a princess. I could not have that much power put upon me. I could not be in the public eye that much. Again, in the Harry and, inter- Harry and Meghan interview, I think Oprah even said, because you said you'd be afraid of the press, and Harry said something about how you know, his family has a fear of the press. And Oprah, I think, understood, but probably was asking for the audience's sake, like, why are you afraid right. of the press? And it's like, because they manipulate public view. And that's that's a big part of being a royal is you're serving your subjects, the public. You want the public to think of you fondly. And I could not handle the press. I couldn't be famous for any purpose. I would not want to be. I also have nothing to be famous for. This podcast. I yeah, suppose. Kristen. <laughs> I was thinking Got of you there. I was thinking of like talents. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm not like necessarily bad at things, but I'm not good enough to be famous. You talked for 15 minutes about concerts. Yeah, I go see other people that's, who that's, are talented. That's your thing. That's 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 your thing. Yeah. But David, you said you had been going to change the subject, and you were going to say something. What was it? Oh, I don't remember. No, I do. It was, um, I feel like this is one of those movies where the the less you think about some of the details of it, the better it is. And, like, I'm okay with that, especially in this case. I was thinking specifically of, like, the rules around succession in Genovia, mm-hmm. but also things like, what was the plan exactly with the limousine? <laughs> Clarice is like, you can't tell anyone you're a princess, but also... Here's a limo with Genovian flags on it. <laughs> yeah, like to and from school. Also, it's, it's cool if your friends ride in it, but don't say anything. <laughs> like, what? What was the? What was the plan there? There was no plan. I, I just guess cool she was car. Just trying to be nice. I do really like that Clarice comes in not really knowing her granddaughter, but clearly very excited and willing to make an effort to do so and to like give her yeah. things like the limo to use. Like, she's really excited to share the news and the heritage, even though she knows it's a lot to take in. And I really appreciate that, even without knowing her and then dropping the bomb on her, she's like, you're my granddaughter first. ETC, ETC. Yeah. It's just nice. Yeah. I think one of my favorite scenes was when Mia finally takes Clarice around San Francisco. And they go and, like, they go to the pinball arcade and they go eat some corn dogs yeah and like i don't know i really enjoyed the two of them like not just the two of them but also like it seemed fun that anne hathaway and julie andrews were hanging out like as people (laughs) yeah like in in the movie like yes they were playing characters but it seemed like that would just be a fun thing to go around San Francisco with the two and of them. Can you imagine being in your first movie ever with Julie Andrews right. as like your co-star? Right. That would be that would yeah. be good for Anne Hathaway. And your first movie is Happy The Princess Diaries, which had so much success. 
Yeah, like, g- good for Anne. I'm very happy knowing that, because I've always liked Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Wasn't, isn't Anne Hathaway somebody that people didn't like for some reason? Yeah, I, I think she was. On Twitter, apparently people did, but I completely missed that phase where we were supposed to dislike Anne Hathaway. I didn't even know it was a thing. The thing is, I don't know if it was an actual, like, if she did something that made people be like, ah, Anne Hathaway, you're generally yeah, a good person, I thought it was but just... here's a thing where you messed up. Or if it was just the usual case of you have insert female here, she rises to stardom and fame and glory and then everyone knocks her down all at once for no real reason they take a bunch of slight things and make it big things so i don't know if it was that or if there was an actual cause i have no clue yeah i i think like i didn't really follow this obviously because i don't know anything about celebrities but when i heard about it i i thought it was more the latter that it was just like anne hathaway is pretty and famous and talented and all of these good things so i hate her because she's good at her job a really i don't know interesting thing if you haven't uh looked it up already is if you go to actress jamila jamil's instagram and she has a highlight called gaslighting that actually explains it super super well because even now i feel like i always try to tell myself like or i try to ask myself do i actually have a reason to dislike this person or is it just some sort of manufactured thing and if there is no reason am i at least self-aware enough to be like i don't know why i don't like them but something about them bugs me but that she has a really good breakdown of how exactly the press does it. And even as a person who, you know, was a journalism minor, and I'd like to think that I'm pretty aware of these things, it really helps point out specific examples of how they built women up and then tore them down. And I think, again, because I don't remember ever hearing a specific thing that Anne Hathaway did, I think people just decided, well, we had our fun, so now we're going to have our fun destroying her. And that was it. But I highly recommend Jamila Jamil's yeah. little Instagram highlight about gaslighting. Very good. Yeah, I will look that up. That Actually, I, I will also. I'm interested. It's great. Because the press is especially mean to women. Oh, so like, this mean. This isn't like news. It's, like, it's not like a new thing I feel like I'm just no. discovering. But I feel like I'm just like, the right. press is mean to women. The press is so mean much to women. Than the yeah. Men. But yeah, I think, I think they're coming out, by the way, with The Princess Diaries 3. I think that was officially mm-hmm. confirmed. I don't know. Yeah, like recently, right? Yeah, I don't know if that's still in the works or what or how much the pandemic has affected that. But I think it was only a few months ago, although time is a social construct, that it was announced that they were going to go ahead and do it. Yeah, I remember although, that. I told David there was a sequel and that it's fine. The sequel? It's, it's Here's my beef with the sequel, is that, no, I feel like a lot of people prefer the sequel, because it's, it's Chris Pine, and, I mean, okay, so, yeah, it's Chris Pine, and they have the scene where they have the big slumber party, and they go mattress surfing, and I honestly think that that's a big factor, and it sounds incredible, but my, yeah, I don't like it, because, it's not based on the books, and I really like Michael and Mia together, and the very beginning, David, the sequel takes place 
after high school, she has, like, graduated college, she's going to Genovia, she's, like, 21 or something, and she essentially was like, oh, Michael and I were just puppy love, and I'm like, no, you weren't, you two were meant for each other, shut up, (laughs) and so I have a big beef with that. It has nothing to do with the books, and I can't let it go. That's fair. I think the books probably had a more interesting plot line. They did. But, like, I, I don't know. Chris Pine is fun. He's, like, he's very young in that one. He's very young. He looks, he's, he's a baby Chris. I thought the other day, oh, my God, and I was like, I have to mention this on the podcast, going back to our classic Chris and Pie debates, um, I think I finally was able to articulate one aspect of why Chris Evans is not apple pie. And it's because, (laughs) it's because I feel like so often apple pie is kind of bland. Like occasionally you get a really good apple pie, but I feel like more often than not, it's always just underwhelming no matter where you get it from. Whereas I feel like cherry is a classic that's consistently good. Like you have to try hard to mess up a cherry pie. And I think that Chris Evans is a person who does not disappoint. He's consistently great and wonderful. And I never see Chris Evans in anything and go, wow, that was bland. Just like this store-bought apple pie. That's why he's cherry. (laughs) This can also be cut. I feel like Chris Pine is also consistently good in things that he's in. No, that's why he's Dutch Apple. Because Dutch Apple is consistently better than regular Apple, but it's not as good or as consistent as a cherry pie. Okay, but, like, you've presented new logic, but it doesn't actually refute any of mine, and it also only adds to my argument that Chris Pine is cherry, because he's got the classic thing going. He's not as good or as classic. He is, though. He's just he's just often overlooked. Like, Cherry Pie is often overlooked. No. Anyway, I'm right. I was able to voice this. That's You're not, all. though. Like, Chris Evans is just like a, like a classic apple. He's not. Apple pie is delicious. When you he get is. a good one, but so often I eat Any apple pie is delicious when you I'm find a good one. Like, I think... I think there's, like, a high-risk... Of, like, not a very good pie with any kind of pie that But it's way more often with apple. And I mean, like, apple everything. Like, apple pies, apple strudel, apple donuts, apple fritters, apple anything. I feel like I always expect there to be more apple. It can be good, and it's fine, and I like it. But I expect there to be more apple, and it's never enough. I have never heard anybody complain that their apple goods are not apply enough. Oh, just the other They're day, just I had like, wow, this is a good apple thing. and was like, "This is not enough apple." Okay, but you're not a real person. But that's also how you I feel count. about people and lemon things. People do not commit to the lemon flavor. They need to go big or go home. Love a good lemon dessert. Yeah, lemon's one of my favorite dessert. I had a lemon donut, yes. and it was barely lemony. Commit to it. I don't buy a lemon yeah. donut to get a donut that. Tastes like maybe there was a hint of lemon the next room over. Yeah, that sounds not as good. Oh, not at all. What were we talking about? You, yeah, you had brought up pies. Yeah, that was my B. 
I brought us on another tangent. I apologize to this episode. We talked about concerts, <laughs> and then, like, I would like to have a personal stylist, and then I brought it back to the Chris and Pies conversation, and I think at least half of this episode has not been talking about Princess Diaries at all. Can you imagine Queen Clarice derailing topics this way? I think not. She could if she wanted to. But she wouldn't want to. She might want to. I don't know. She's so on point. You just haven't met my Queen Clarice side. Hang on. What was that? Oh, it's our smoke alarm. But it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, there, there it goes. It stops. Our smoke alarm sucks. And it is like... I don't know. It's just unnecessarily proactive. Like, I cooked an egg today, and it went off. And the egg was fine. Like, the edges burnt a little bit. Uh, Every time I try to make a grilled cheese sandwich, it goes off. And I have never burned the bread on a grilled cheese sandwich. Uh, Anytime we try to cook meat to, like, a healthy, safe, edible temperature, it goes off. It, It just hates us. Well, I can understand hating you, but not Emily. Well, then come talk to our smoke detector, I suppose. And ask it why it behaves the way that it does. Okay. Speaking of smoke detectors. Yeah. How cool would it be to live in a firehouse? Yeah. That was nice way to get us back. Art studio. I have, I was thinking while watching it that it would be, or no, that that's such a fun cool interesting setting and i wish that we had seen more of their house because i think it's very representative of mia's upbringing and her mother's personality and it was awesome we should have seen more if i had a fire pole in my house i would be much stronger than i currently am no you would not i feel like i could only have benefited from being able to slide down a fire pole in the mornings I was friends with a kid in elementary school who had a fire pole in his house. And, like, I don't remember him actually using it ever, but it was just, like, hanging out in their living room and going up to their upstairs. Huh. That's fun. Yeah. So, that's that's a a thing that exists. You can just have a fire pole in your house. And she has a cool, like, lofty-style bedroom. And she has the tower. Yeah, Yeah, like, I want... Yeah, it sounds great. And she has her cat, Fat Louie. Yeah. She's got a she's got a pretty good life. I can see not wanting to leave that. Yeah. I would not. She was in San Francisco too, which is beautiful. She lives yeah. with a view of Alcatraz, which was a really <laughs> cool place. She could go to Alcatraz anytime she wanted. I like that they did focus so much on the giant hills in San Francisco yeah. and how much of a mess they are. Because <laughs> that was most of my experience when I was in San Francisco was just like trying to walk up those hills and feeling like I was going to die. We were in our rental car and at some point we were on a hill that was so steep that I think when we were there, me and my friend, the one who was not driving we were at like at least a 45 degree angle from the seat just leaned over because it's so steep i hate it i i i hate imagining it 
I mean, I would like to go to San Francisco to have gone to San Francisco, but I think I would hate being there for longer than a couple days. It was nice, but I think of our California trips, or trips, cities that we went to, it got a little bit better with each one that we went to, and we started in San Francisco, which again is not to say that San Francisco's bad, but I think I'm not quite a city person. Yeah, I can see that. But we went to, I think it's called the Stinking Rose, and it's a garlic-themed restaurant. It's just a bunch of garlic yeah. all the time. It was delicious. I've I've heard of the Stinking Rose. I've never been there, but they are they're fairly famous because you can get like they have like chicken that is like served with forty cloves of garlic or something mm-hmm. like that. And oh, the garlic sounds good not the chicken but amazing right right yeah just all garlic all the time all garlic all the time but yeah no i can i agree unfortunately with hallie and that mia's got a good life i can see why she would not want to give it up and be a princess yeah i do wish that the movie had spent a little more and i know that this isn't the point but I do wish it had spent more time with her and Michael because it's evident yeah that he has a crush on her and you can see when she's like oh is it kind of like a date that she's like oh maybe this this little Michael Moskowitz boy is a potential suitor but you don't see a whole lot of other moments that necessarily indicate that she's into him and she definitely is in the series so I wish they had done that a bit more, but I know that it's called The Princess Diaries and you have Julie Andrews in your movie, so of course you're going to focus on princess things and Dame Julie Andrews. Yeah, because I just, like, I don't really care about the Michael and Mia romance. And, and I read the should books, care. I think I cared more for it there either, but, like, I probably would if we got more scenes of them together. Or even if Michael doing, I don't know, something. I feel like I feel like Michael is there because love interest, who is not a skeevy popular boy. And that's fine. But I, I, just, I just, like, don't care. Yeah. What Mia's obsession with Josh all about? Like, is there something to this Josh boy? Or is it uh, just something else? I mean, I don't... Like, we all make bad choices. (laughs) I don't think there's necessarily anything to him. I think it's just, he's attractive and he's funny, I think, maybe, in the books. I don't remember. It's been a minute since I've read them. But I think it's just, like, general attractive person who maybe, because everyone sort of fawns over them, even if they do something that's, like, a dick move, you aren't necessarily like, oh, Josh, he's a horrible person. You're just kind of like, ah, Josh, classic Josh. And that doesn't make him more likable, but it makes it seem like he's possibly more likable. And I don't know. She spends about two books, and they're the first two books, and they're shorter, where she likes Josh. But I think she also likes Michael at the same time, but it's just an undercurrent. But then, yeah, she realizes that Josh sucks because he does. And it's it's just got to be 
the attractiveness because he was oh my god when she was giving her speech and then he like leaned forward and had that fake super interested look and was just blinking at her i wanted to punch him in the teeth yeah like i don't know it could be that i'm watching as an adult but i don't think he's i am not into josh but i think most of the audience probably isn't so that doesn't feel like an immediate discount of Mia being a dim. I don't know. She's like a teenager. He's the popular kid. Like, I buy it. He has yachting magazines in his <laughs> locker, which is definitely his most charming attribute. He has what magazines? Yachting magazines. Oh. I thought you said yeah, dotting, and I was like, what, pray tell, is dotting? Like, yeah, like, I could see he was into him because, like, he knows his way around a sailboat or something. Like, that's that's right. charming he, thing. He that's like yeah, that's a that's a cool thing. He took her on her on his little yeah. like skiff at the beach party and he was like, Man, I thought you'd be scared because like all <laughs> the girls I take on that boat freak out. Yeah. And I hated that line because no, you're making that up or you think that they're scared, but they're not. I am also reading very into one line that means nothing in the movie, but whatever. I don't know. Josh was also like... Can't believe it. Can't believe it. I hate it. <laughs> Bothers me. But Josh was like... He's mean, I guess, but he was like a more effective mean for me than Lana was because it was like the vague, super interested look feels way more cutting than any remarks Lana had. Uh... Lanas like, were too calculated, and you, it's easy to be like, Lana, stop trying so hard. But Josh, right, like, although he is trying too hard, I think that's just who he is, just a trash person. But he has a pretty face, and so he gets away with it. And then he, I can't remember, does he get a comeuppance for that stunt he pulled with the press? Uh, not that we see in the movie. He gets hit in the stomach with a softball. Oh, that's oh true. yeah. Okay. That's his. That's right. That's his his takedown. That's what happens. But that's not good that's enough. That's not good enough. I would have preferred a bigger comeuppance. Because he sucks. Didn't he call the press, or did I make that up? He. I don't think he called the press because I don't think he would have had the opportunity. But it was Lana and them who like actively flat down the press to go embarrass Mia. Which that one is way worse, by the way. Like, okay, yeah, that Josh was, like an was just actual... taking advantage of the press being there, and it was dumb and stupid, but whatever. But Lana was like, she was changing her swimsuit. That's horrible. Yeah. That was easily yeah. the meanest thing that she did. Yeah. Oh, that, but that was like the only truly cruel thing to do. Like, that was not okay. No. And again, I just think that she also deserved a better comeuppance for that one thing than the ice cream cone. Yeah. It's tricky because she's, like, nothing the whole movie, and then that happens. So I simultaneously don't think she's worth the ice cream, but also want her to be punished more. I don't know. Mean kids suck. Yeah. Don't don't be mean, kids. Don't be mean, kids. Not a good look. You'll just get ice cream coned. And hit in the stomach with a softball. That, too. And you'll deserve it. Possibly both at the same time. Life comes at you fast. Sure does. 
Should we um should we talk about anything else or is it time for the next episode? Um, uh, I think I'm good. I think I guess just my closing statement because again I feel bad that we did not talk that much about Princess Diaries, <laughs> but I also don't know that I necessarily have more to say beyond. I like that this is a be yourself movie, but it's more so a like grow into yourself movie. Yeah, because I feel like nice. so often they have the be yourself, which obviously is good. It's important. Share that message, but. I feel like you don't often have a thing where it's like, here's your chance to step into this role and, you know, expand your horizon and all these other ways. And it might be scary and it might be hard at first, but you can do it. You're you're good at this. And I think it was a really great message that you don't have to share with just children. It can be for anything. And it was done well, yeah. even though people think that rated G movies apparently aren't worth anything. I don't know. I liked it. I feel like you don't have a whole lot of grow into yourself movies. Yeah. And this one was done very well. I thought it was really interesting that this one, like normally in a movie like this, um, I'm trying to think of other ones. There's the one with the, um, the kid that can suddenly throw fastballs. You know which one I'm talking about? He plays for the Cubs. No. Listeners, you'll know what movie <laughs> I'm talking about. But the, yeah, there's a bunch of movies where like, child has big thing dropped on them and they deal with it for a while but then at the end it's they go back to just being themselves and they've learned a lesson but they're back to their normal life and this one mm-hmm. is no she just becomes a princess yeah <laughs> thing, yeah it, it's not like she has this you know couple months long adventure of you know thinking that she's going to be a princess and like considering weighing the options but what she really learns in the end is how to be herself and that she doesn't need to be royalty to do that or whatever but no at the Mm -hmm. end of this she's like yeah you know what actually i am gonna be a princess i'm gonna do this and that was that was an interesting twist to me and it's like her and lily say that they can do this to help other people and actually affect change and have power and whatnot but not power that goes to your head just like power to actually do good and impact the world whereas yeah i feel like a lot of movies in this sort of general coming of age youth children teen drama whatever have that sort of i realize something about myself by realizing that this isn't what i want Right. And this was a reversal of that, where she didn't want it and then realized, like, oh, no, this could be a good thing. Yeah. I was. And those are my closing thoughts. Yeah. I was thinking it would be funny if the power did go to her head and <laughs> Princess Diaries 2 was all about her being super corrupt. That would be <laughs> that would be a funny twist to me. You'll have it to watch it and find Diaries out. Three. Yeah. She she uses her power for for evil. Oh, are they gonna make Princess Diaries three be about like her child or something? Because I'm so sick of that. Like, no, I just wanna see Anne Hathaway, Mia Thermopolis as the main character in the movie, and I wanna see her doing fun things as a princess. I would yeah. agree with that. I would be far more interested to see her Who knows? Tackle those challenges than her child doing that 
Although it would be her and Chris Pine's child. And I would be interested... I just want to see them, like, cast a child and then not do anything with it. Hmm. I, like, I'm interested who they would cast in that hypothetical scenario. Also, would Chris Pine be in the third one? They could always write them breaking up. I don't know. But it would be exciting if Chris Pine was there. I just think that I'm sick of movies where they're like, we brought it back. It's their children now. And I'm like, I get it. You're trying to tell a different story or sort of repurpose the original one. But I do not care about these children. You cannot make me care (laughs) about them. Just get rid of them. (laughs) Yeah. Get rid of the children. Get rid of the children. And on that note... Let's uh let's talk about the next episode. I feel like the preview for this movie is a test I'm about to fail miserably because if I knew more about history, I'd be able to tell you basically everything that happens in this movie. But here we go. So, Leonidas, I think, king of Sparta, has his back against the wall at Thermopylae, Thermopolis. Anyway, after a long war with the Persians, I'm pretty sure they're Persians. He's down to his last few men, a group of some small number, it's not relevant, while the Persians are 10,000 strong. There's a bridge or something that they have to protect, but even with odds as long as these, the king refuses to back down, kicking people into wells left and right and protecting his country because this is Sparta. That's right. For next time, we're watching 300, which none of us have actually seen this time, which is a catching up David first. Yeah. We're all going in with only our memories of the trailer, a decade or so of cultural osmosis, and our half-baked historical knowledge of the Greeks. So, y'all have that to look forward to. The perfect way to go in. I'm excited for this one. I know absolutely nothing about it. Like, I literally was talking about it with Jill last night and said, I think Sparta is part of it? And Gerard Butler... And that is the beginning and the end of my knowledge. So we'll see is this how what it it's goes. like to be you all the time. This is David? exactly what it's like <laughs> to be me. Yeah. Like, here's a thing that I know was popular and is part of the pop culture canon. But maybe this thing is involved in it? I don't know. This is the full David experience, yes. Anyway, that'll be for next time. So, until then, goodbye, Hallie. Goodbye, David. Goodbye, Kristen. It's been a pleasure to see you today, David. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. I could not remember what they said. I thought of this an hour ago and was like, (laughs) when he says goodbye, I have to do it. And then I could not remember the quote and I thought I would look it up and I was like, no, 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 it's going to come to me. And it didn't. I was wondering, thank you for being here today. Thank you for being here today. That's what it is. Thank you for being here today. This extends to the listeners. Thank you, listeners. Thank you for being here today. For being here today. Thank you. All right. So long. <laughs>